Hey guys, my name's Kaleem. I'm a sustainable growth evangelist, and I met Pablo through the Peak community, a community for marketers who want to get 1% better every week. And the future of business development is community development. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, In my walks, every man I meet is my superior in some way, and in that, I can learn from him. This means every single person you've ever interacted with has done something slightly different than every single other person and therefore has something to teach you and you, my friend, have something to teach them. This means every conversation you have is both a chance to learn something and a chance to make an impact. Every room full of people you walk into is both a library and your stage. And the better you get at getting to know people, the value they each inherently bring, and how to share it with others, the greater the impact you can make on the world. My name is Pablo Gonzalez, and I've created a system called the Relationship Flywheel, designed to create impact through relationships at scale. And this podcast is a living document of how to do it. So hit subscribe right now. If you want to learn how to get to know people, get them to know you, and build a world-class network. Some episodes will be interviews, some episodes will be regular calls with people building rapport, and some will be tactical advice to teach you how to build your own relationship flywheel and achieve anything you want. Now smash that subscribe button and let's get connected. You are right now joining a conversation that is part two of a longer conversation. And if you missed part one, go back to last episode, episode 118, to learn about Kaleem and his genius in simplifying business models in this new game of sales, marketing, and customer success. So for this part of the conversation, I am putting Kaleem's genius in full display here because he is giving me some live advice on how to simplify and go to market with what I'm selling the relationship flywheel. Enjoy. So I don't know the details. Okay. You understand? I don't know the details, the tactics, but what I do know is you are pushing for community building in sales. Yeah. Essentially. You're saying that building community around some greater purpose, whatever that is for you, right? Some greater set of values, whatever that is for you. Yep. Building community is bar none the best way to sell. I am saying that 100%. Yeah, the most sustainable way to sell. The most, actually, okay, go. Not the best, the most sustainable way to sell. More descriptive, right? Yeah, and so, you know, what's, what's what ends up happening here is you end up, you're kind of at the crossroads of the before type of sales and the after type of sales. The um, old org structure and then my, the way I like it which is I'm going to hire only salespeople. Not, they're not going to be salespeople, but only community builders, right? I'm going to have a small team of assassins, right? Who are real, they're thought leaders. They're actually thought leaders. You know, they actually stand for something and they put value out there, right? And as a result, they're incredible salespeople. They're incredible salespeople. Great social skills, great on calls, right? So, there's going to be a transition here from that old world to that new world. And what you are advocating for is the new way of behaving, the new way of, that a salesperson behaves. 
right? What is, you know, we have to call it something different now, you know, yeah. because that label is screwing everything up. I can't call you a salesperson and then have you do community development. Right. You, we're taking all the leverage away from the salespeople. Well, Don't we're talk taking, to this guy. <laughs> we're taking the power away from the final transactional point, right? Like the, like I, you, we are reframing the final transactional point from a conversion to an enrollment, yeah. right? Like, you know, I'm not trying to convince you to do this. I want you to enroll into this. From conversion to enrollment mindset, conversion-based mindset to enrollment-based mindset. This is very similar to my persuasion versus facilitation. Yep. They're mirroring each other, right? Yep. So I think that's good. You found your own words to describe that even. That's great. Yes. So it, it, it's an entirely different philosophy. It's an entirely different ideology altogether. We're thinking about things totally differently. What is our job here? You know, what are we really doing here? Yeah. And with that, right, with this, I think that the, the incentives and the compensation has to change for the people who are doing this. Because of the way sales uh, has been, you know, boxed in traditionally, it's, it's mostly quotas and bonuses for acquisition, right? HubSpot, if the client cancels before eight months, the sales reps gets nothing. I was telling you they were moving towards a sustainable growth quadrant. What happened is Brian Halligan realized on the flywheel, he realized, ah, oh, this isn't, I love this, but ah, delight is the strongest channel. Attract and engage are not the strongest channels. Damn it, delight's the strongest channel. Ah, now I have to like refocus my business on delight. Well, that's RAM, pure delight, right? There's no, it's, it's all inside out, right? So even Brian Halligan is feeling this like, and then we want, then I, I suggested that we just become a delight focused business and trash all this. And they didn't like that, right? So, 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 you know, basically what's happening is it's like even that inbound flywheel, HubSpot knows that you don't just do this. There's actually one of these that's more important, delighting people, delighting your customers, right? So in, 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 in any case, right, I talked about the sales compensation there, right? The, 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 the problem is that, you know, salespeople have no responsibility for lifetime value or for customer success, the same way marketing people have no responsibility for it, right? So we have to reframe both of those departments that spend all their time on the outside, right? And balance them out, right? Reframe the way they think about things, reframe their purpose. So it's very, it's very hard to be honest, to talk, you know, to have, to have discussions with a lot of marketers who are working in companies and have deadlines and all these things or salespeople for me, because I always want to take them backwards and change the whole thing from the beginning. Like you're trying to do. It's like, no, why are we doing all this? Why don't we do it this way? Right. So I, I think that there's a very specific type of business that is that has the mentality and that's ready to make the type of moves you're talking about with salespeople into community development. It's a special, those are special businesses, you know? And they're the, the best way to qualify those businesses is to look at their behavior on social. What are they doing? Because you'll know whether they believe or not. The behavior will tell you. Would it help if I described to you my methodology and my service and what I do as quickly as possible? Because I think we're hitting on a lot of good things here. 
you know, there's two parts of the knife here, right? Like I agree. I agree that I can identify people that subscribe to my methodology by seeing their behavior on social. My fear is that if they're already behaving that way on social, they don't really need me, but they're good guests for my podcast to prove my point. <laughs> right. So it's, it, it could be one of those things. Yeah. Maybe so it's, or maybe not. Yeah. No. And, and it could be that, or it just could be, you know, I, I do think that, I do think that if I go through, for example, I think that, I think Sweetfish Media does this really well. Sweetfish Media, by the way, strikingly similar to what I sell. There's just small differentiations in it. I think Terminus is doing this really well. I think Gong is doing this really well. I think BombBomb's doing this really well, right? So to your point, I think that a fertile ground for me to find potential clients is people that are engaged in the content made by these folks. In the right? game. In the game. Yeah. 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 They believe in that game. They believe in that game. So that's- And, and they, they, they're, they're playing it, but maybe they're playing it at competence. And you're going to take them to excellence. Yeah. Or, or, or they've been delighted by it. Therefore, I can show them, listen, I know a way for you to delight your clients the way that BombBomb is delighting you. Exactly. Exactly. Right? exactly. And then that might be the, the conversation starter. Not coincidentally, my three best leads that have come in the last month have come from me creating content around a guy that is a big evangelist for the Dan Sullivan community for strategic coach. And the people that that I've spoke to since then that have come from Justin Breen that have come from, yeah. yeah, And that have come from like, Oh, I saw a piece from Justin Breen and now I'm engaging conversations with him. Those have been the three like easiest people to move along my sales process that I've had in a long time. Now, why, why, because of what you said, right? Because they are already subscribed to this sustainable growth thing, right? And it's just, it is what, what, so two things that I'm already like, all right, I clearly need to make a move on this is a market to people that follow these companies that are doing this on LinkedIn and B, and, and by market, I think it's going to be a lot of like hand-to-hand engagement because yeah, I don't yeah. think I can run ads. So. It's more ABM. It's more account-based. Yeah, yeah, correct. Which is, again, what brought me to the peak communities because I want to understand ABM better because I realize that what I do fits well in for that. And two, I think I just need to join Strategic Coach, bro. <laughs> you know, and which is, which is, by the way, what Justin Breen told me on, on the podcast that I had with him. He was like, yeah, you need to join it because you're only going to talk to people that believe in what you believe in. I'm like, yeah, sure. And then I've been like pussyfooting around on it. So I think I, I just mean, I'll be there once I have 200K, bro, a year. Yeah. I'll be there. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I didn't realize it was 200K. So that's, that's I'm pretty sure you have to have 200K of income a year to even start. Oh, okay. An income a year, but it doesn't cost 200K to do it. No, no, no. 200K of your own personal income per okay. year. Okay. Because they want to make sure that they're yeah. not screwing you somehow. Yeah. Basically, right? Yeah, it makes sense. It's like, a, it's like qualifying for a loan. Qualifying for a loan, yeah. <laughs> All right, cool, man. All right, so then let me tell you, so then let me tell you, if you don't mind, man, let me, let me, let me tell you about the, uh, the relationship flywheel, right? Yeah. So what I, I call it the relationship flywheel, right? So it fits into everything that we've been talking about. Yeah. And... The way that it works is it has three pillars, right? Value, connections, and content. Mm. And when I take on a client, the way that I execute this thing is, at the listen, at the end of the day, it all revolves around a regular live online show where you are what is now can also called an online event, or it can be called a Zoom call or a webinar or whatever you want to call it, right? Like where 
my client will be having a in-depth conversation with a key relationship, right? That is important to them in front of an audience full of clients and leads and people in that ecosystem and then repurposing that content, right? And the methodology is as so, value connections content, right? The way that you get people to show up is by understanding what is valuable to your clientele and the people that want to do business with you, right? So in the case of JWB, Turnkey Rental Income Property Provider, we figured out that what's valuable to their clients is A, being educated on real estate and the different avenues of building wealth through real estate, being educated on other asset classes and how they fit into a risk portfolio and a return portfolio, being educated on Jacksonville, because if you're going to buy a house that you're going to rent out in Jacksonville, you don't want to think, you know, you got to believe that it isn't just any town, Florida. You got to, you got to be, you got to build trust with people on their team, right? So we're going to want to showcase people on their team, which are phenomenal. And people want to know who else is doing this, right? So again, showcasing clientele, right? So that, that is what we figured out was valuable. That was the value piece for that client. And what happens then is once you understand what's valuable, then you take inventory within your clientele, you take inventory within your network of, you know, partners and providers within your, your team themselves and within an arm's length of the network of who can you invite to show up to, to, to something like this that will show up and will provide that value. Right. And through iteration, we figured out that the most valuable piece is an existing client that has a, you know, so, so the value becomes the hook point of what you're going to show up to learn. Right. So real life example, we had a gentleman called Ken Maline who showed up and he is a 85 year old gentleman that at 80 ran out of retirement money, took a reverse mortgage on his house, put it in T bills that wasn't giving him the income that he needed. So then he took another reverse mortgage because he lived in, in Silicon Valley. And with that, with that appreciation that he had from that equity, he was able to acquire enough rental income properties to get to 3000 plus dollars a month in income that is more than what he needed for his retirement. Right. So it's like, you know, Funding awesome. your retirement when you run out of money is the hook point. That's the value piece that's going to bring people to the stage, right? So, like, specific, you got to focus very on specific. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. So you got you got to focus on the idea that yes, you have a solution for people, but no, you are not the whole thing. Like, there is a whole ecosystem of value that you can provide your client who is deciding whether to do business or not or do more business with you that is a revolves around your solution and not you themselves. So it's like, don't be the star of the stage is be the stage for that value themselves, right? That's what my company's called, be the stage, right? Stage. So that that's, that's part one of the pillars, the value that you're going to have on that stage. Now, when you are there and you're having your weekly or every other week or monthly or whatever, you know, whatever cadence you're doing this at, you focus on the connection piece, right? And there's three connections that we drive by having a host that that helps them host it and you know plan everything. So so on the value end, we handle all the understanding of what's valuable and how to drive that conversation, right? So we we take care of all of that. So then when you're there at the moment of the event, we're driving three connections. One is the connection between our client and the guest, right? So that is the one-to-one, right? That is the what you know, getting getting them to like really understand, know each other, and and getting them to get the most out of the guest, and and make the guest feel like they've you know the delight, right? Like this is me taking you to dinner and getting you to tell me your whole life story and being enthralled by it, and then being like, who else can I introduce you to, right? So so that kind of driving that connection, and that is often again, it's a key relationship. It's either an existing client, it's a potential client, it's somebody that is an industry expert that you want to be guilty by association with. It's stuff like that, right? All validation. It's it's somebody on their team, like the head 
side of land acquisition that you want to be like, look how smart this person is, your money's safe, right? And and then and then the second layer of connection, you drive it with the audience, right? So the audience that shows up there, it started off as six people. Now we get regularly a hundred plus, right? A week that that show up. And whether it's six, sixty, or six hundred, that person feels like they're getting an hour with my client right on a call because they get to spend their talk, you know, seeing them speak and like talking to somebody else. And you drive that, you drive that connection the same way that the great radio shows do it. Right. If you're, if you, if you're a caller more than once, you get a nickname, right. And like, and, and knowing where people are from and remembering who shows up and, and driving, you know, driving the inside jokes of the people that show up all the time. Right. Like that is something that Howard Stern did really well. It's something that Dan Lebetard has done very, very well in the sports world, you know, like that type of stuff, right? And then the third connection is driving the connection between the guest and the audience, right? So when you're inciting participation and somebody actually puts it in, you give them a piece of the stage. You don't just take the question and say, hey, what are the top three things I can do to increase my cash flow? You say, oh, hey, um, Lee Bishop, who just called in and he's from Baltimore and he's got multiple properties. He's been here a bunch of times. He's asking this, right? So you phrase it as an introduction. So that way, you feel like you're number one, adding value to the audience member of creating that connection that they can then reach out after like, Hey, I'm the one that asked that question. Pablo talked about me, whatever. Right. Like, and, and B you also make the the guest feel like they, they are being introduced to somebody and you can, and you can put them in front of them. Right. So those, those are the three connections that we're driving. That's a very intangible thing, but then you move into the content piece. Yeah. And the content piece you know, is about turning that one hour call, that one hour webinar, that one hour online event into a branded YouTube show, a 10 best minutes, you know, branded YouTube short, the, the, the audio becomes a branded podcast, the lessons learned become an email that goes out to your nurture sequence, the expanded email becomes an SEO optimized blog, and the five best interactions between my, the guest and my client, or the, the guest saying something really smart, or my client saying something really smart, become these like, optimally formatted LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, video vignettes that are, that are, you know, maximized for engagement where it has that hook story offer framework. You've seen my stuff, right? Like it's got like a, like a, like a three second kind of like intro. Like, oh, that's where I made my first million bucks. And the boof brand comes in and then everything else comes afterwards with the subtitles, with a, with a headline that, you know, that is a hook point and with captions written so that they kind of work in concert to get you to stop the scroll, right? Like to make a thumb stopping experience. We also take the five best Q and A segments and we put the person's name who asked the question on the front title screen with the question written out and then the guest answering it. Right. So like, so now like the audience gets a little piece of the stage as well and they get to make it to the social feeds. And then we take the five best things said and we turn them into quote cards, right? Same thing that I'm going to do with us right now, but with audience participation, also highlighting it and having live people in there so that you're creating that three-way connection. Right. So as that flywheel spins, right? Like the first guest that you, that, that, that you request is like, Hey man, I want you to come talk to my clients, but that's the only time you do that. After that, everybody else you invite, it's like, Hey man, you're going to come talk. I'm going to introduce you to my clients. You're going to see how well it went on the last one. I'm going to make a ton of marketing material about you. I'm going to promote you. So you're getting better and better guests, right? As you're driving those three levels of connections, you get more and more audience because people, you know, we get regulars showing up like every week we have somebody new that ends up staying for another like six months coming to the show almost every week kind of thing, right? Like we're up to a solid like 20 to 25 regulars. And and like I said, an audience of like 60 to 120 people per week. And and then and then as as that happens and you get more and more people, then you get better and better 
other pieces of content because you're getting all these different ways of asking the same questions that allows you to recontextualize. And then plugging that into their business development process, you know, that creates that flywheel. Oh, and then all the micro content pieces drive to a Facebook community, right? Like, or wherever the community is going to be hosted, it could be Mighty Networks, but all of that is, and on the show, it's like, hey man, you want to interact with us throughout the week? Go to the Facebook group. We now have 2,800 people in the Facebook group, right? In, in, in a little bit over a year, right? So all of that stuff ends up, you know, you create all these like minor role players within the community that show up on the content regularly that are now also in the other community and they're well-known commodities of who they are and what they care about the guests of the shows are also, you know, more like the celebrities in the kind of community. And then there is the the client who sits atop of it. That's the connection point of all of it. Yeah. There's levels of this. Yes. Okay. This is fun. Okay. So I scribbled a bunch of stuff down on my white paper here, you know, very interesting. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna rant for a little bit about my Please. thoughts. Be the stage. Okay. I don't like to compare I'm not one to compare very often unless it really makes sense. And it's not a negative comparison, like better or worse, right? It's just a different comparison. So you and Sweetfish, you are different, very different. Be the stage, be the stage. It's a different angle. Sweetfish is content-based networking. It feels very different, even though it's like the activities are so uh, close and analogous, right? Listen, t- two years ago, content-based networking is what I would have called what I'm saying, right? Like, ah, okay. You know, like Just- I, I, and by the way, I didn't read content-based networking until like a couple months ago when James Carberry actually sent me the book and I think it's great. Oh, okay. I haven't read it yet, yeah. but I, I just thought about the labels just yeah, to yeah, start. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Just to kind of get us away from that comparison yeah. stuff. Then I go in here and I'm going to, point out something that I see that's very different. When we say be the stage, you mean a physical space. You like to do physical events, not just virtual. Is that what I'm understanding? I mean, I do. I, but this is the adaptation of physical events to the online world. Okay. So you are replicating what you have done with physical events into a digital space. Correct. This, ah. this is the formula that a chamber of commerce does. Except ah, the content layer on it to provide scale. I got you. Okay. Beautiful. Beautiful. Okay. I like this. You facilitate three types of connections. You magnify those interactions, those conversations, those thoughts, magnify them. And, and then that's content. And then you see where the value is. And then you put that back into the connections again to get everyone together again. I think that's beautiful. I think that's very beautiful. What's interesting to me is that you separate content and value. That is interesting. And I think it's good because it suggests that there's an evaluation of which parts of your content or which content that you're producing is actually getting people to where they need to go right? You're saying that not all of our content is going to do that. Whereas, you know, now how you decide what's valuable, that's probably qualitative, very qualitative, people talking to you, so on and so forth. I mean, it starts off qualitative and then becomes quantitative. It's quantitative. Okay. Once it gets scale. Okay. I got yeah. you. And, 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 you know, to, to go down the path that you're going, to me, the content piece is purely mechanical. It's how can we very quickly turn one pillar piece you know, it's the Gary V process done for you, right? 
It's how do you take one pillar thing and amplify it by, you know, repurposing it all over the place. And there's multiple content repurposing houses out there, right? Like there is, I'm sure you can get that service done for you somewhere between $1,500 to 3000 bucks a month, you know, if you're doing one thing per week, right? So the content repurposing for me is that's purely a mechanical process stuff that I have, that I've created in the best way possible based on what I've seen everybody else do. I think we have the best process for it. The the value piece is the overall branding strategy of where you, you know, understanding positioning and who you are, right? Like we could have called this JWB show, the rental income property show, but we called it the not your average investor show. Cause we knew that we needed to talk to people. We needed to cast a wider net that would still enroll people into the type of person that you know, invests in rental income properties with their 401k kind of thing, right? And then the connection piece is the the psychology and behavioral sciences stuff of of what makes people form community, right? Okay. Okay. Very interesting. Okay. So I think here's here's what I'm gonna say. The thing that I see that's the most different from anything I've seen is that you the digital part is like the digital part is the accomplice. What's really different is you're saying the way that we do things in physical space is actually the way that we should do them digitally. You nailed it, bro. I haven't seen that angle really. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, you're nailing it, right? Because I I, I find myself screaming from the top of the mountains that your content should not be driven audience in. It should be relationship out. Relationship out. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. This is very, very, very interesting. Very, very interesting. Relationship out, audience in relationship out. Yeah. Sustainable, sustainable. Okay. Okay. So that's, that's great. The thing is you already have a a title for this, the relationship flywheel, right? So the sub copy under that, the line underneath that relationship flywheel, the one sentence, right? Is where that bang correct happens. Then they would see the the above the fold bang is what I'm missing, bro. The above the fold bang, right? And I can tell you what we've iterated through, right? Like we've iterated through, and I don't know where it is right now, right? But like we've iterated through make relationships your unfair advantage with the relationship flywheel to make, what is it? It's make community creation your business development engine with a live online show. You know, like we're, we're struggling with the idea of should we even say relationship flywheel above the fold or is that just what we call our product? And somebody landing on t- above the fold in order to know what we do should know that what this is, is a interactive live online show that then gets, you know, about your clients that then gets turned into like a million pieces of content that drive your marketing engine kind of thing, right? Like how do we package well, that? Now, this is where I think, first of all, a visual We'll, we'll make a visual. Correct. Right? A vi- that's, why, that's why I want to enlist you in the visual making. Because yeah, we, we, we have to connect... We have to connect some things, yeah. right? And then after we make that visual, I think we need to write this little above the fold subline of, of a line of copy. And I don't, I don't know what the exact answer is yet, but I do know that when you say relationship flywheel, I think we need to focus on this fundamental flaw of the internet in a sense, it sort of tricks you into thinking you can do more scale than you can. It's sort of, uh, I don't know exactly how to describe it, but it's, if you think that you should do things different, it's like a totally different set of rules on the internet. 
Do you remember this thing about like the difference between business and relationships? Well, yours people think that like the same thing with physical space and digital space. No, no, no. The digital world, everything changes all of a sudden. Yeah, it's not. So that's a big part of your narrative is that, you know, using a relationship flywheel, which is the process that we've developed through physical events and making that digital is the most organic, authentic way for you to actually grow your business right now. Yeah. So I think the, the next phase is definitely to get this into a visual with relationship flywheel, like boom at the top with the full explanation, the full explanation, you know, that involves breaking down the three sections, value, connections, and content mm-hmm. into subcategories, basically. Right. So when people look at that model, they won't fully understand it from the beginning. It takes time on any model yeah. for the things to click, yeah. but they'll get enough where they stick with it. And, it, and, it, and it, it's like, there's something going on here. Wait a minute. There's something going on here. This is something's, something's up with this. Yeah. Right. Okay. So my, my, you know, the most simple way that I've shown it is essentially value connections content and then arrows that said creates 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 right so like value creates connections creates content creates value creates connections creates content so i'm envisioning kind of like that with a find out more button in the middle of it value connections content value connections content find out more and expand it go into details what you're saying yeah okay i like that i think it's important that the model be simple enough that people aren't overwhelmed by it but it'd be descriptive enough that they don't just think you're another one of those people making a model correct, and calling it something. Yeah. So yeah, I think as we draw this for ourselves, we're creating clarity for ourselves. And that's why I said, oh, you do the copy after. Yeah. After we've really described this for ourselves and we're like, ah, oh, what are we really doing here? Yeah. What's the unique thing we're really doing here? Yeah. And I know it has to do with the fact that you created this system out of physical space. You're right. There's something different about it because of that. I'm going to tell you that. And you need to highlight what that difference is. Yeah. Which is to me, the live interaction between an audience and a guest. Like that's what happens in physical space. That's what happens at a keynote. That's what happens at a panel, yes. you know, in physical space, that, yeah. that live interaction of one to few mm-hmm. is what sets apart the difference between me and Sweetfish. Sweetfish is doing one-to-one and one-to-many because it's interviewing somebody on a podcast and then one to many is releasing the podcast yeah. while the one to few of having the 60 to 120 people on the zoom call that feel like they own a piece of it. That's the gold. Oh, wow, man. That is killer. What you just said there is killer, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think the key is this, this sense of like my events aren't me just like blasting something on a speaker to you. Mm-hmm. Come and listen in. This is what's normal now. Come and listen in. Come and listen in. So we have to, there's a new game. There's a new, it's not actually a new game in a sense. It's an old game that's being made new. But I think that is really the the core uniqueness of this, as opposed to like repurpose content or make a podcast mm-hmm. and repurpose it, right? This is like what everyone's saying. You know, all the, all the people who know what they're talking about are saying it. Right. So you're in by the way, like it, like that, oh, that's to yeah, me, this is the next level, right? Like I, yeah. I, I am, I'm a supporter. 
Like I said, I'm a big fan of Sweetfish. <laughs> like I think big James Carpentry is I, the man. I, I I will pay them, no problem, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To make a podcast for me, yeah. but but it's not the only thing. Correct. And so I think that you are not really making a podcast. No, that's a, podcast is a feature in what I do. Exactly. Com- community is the benefit, right? Like there's a big distance between having a podcast and creating community. And by creating live events to produce the podcast, you bridge that gap of that community in the content. Community creates the podcast. Community created. Yeah. That's kind of what it is. Yeah. Listen, right before this call, I was thinking client-led content or whatever, right? Like, because I, you know, to tell you the story of JWB, right? Within four months, Hmm. we completely redesigned their website because- their website looked like a prudential life thing with some gray haired old dude on a boat with some old lady. And we hosted a couple of these calls and we realized the audience looks like me and you. (laughs) It looks like people in their thirties that are just like, well, my, my 401k isn't going to cut it. So I got to figure out something else to save for retirement. And we completely redesigned their website from a real estate driven website to a you're too busy for real estate driven website. Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. So I, yeah, I think that the, the, I'm thinking about the difference between having the podcast be the centerpiece as opposed to having the interaction, the interaction between the, the people in the community be the centerpiece. Mm-hmm. And, you, and then you repurpose that into a podcast, right? Correct. Uh, that's a different approach. Yeah, that's a different that's, approach. Which, by the way, is what Chris Walker is doing. That's true. Demand yeah. Live. It's exactly yeah. what we just went, you know, this Terminus event was, Terminus is doing that, right? Like, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. you know, Sangram, Sangram is creating these podcasts out of events that he hosts through the peak community that oh, then yeah. go onto his podcast, flip my funnel. It's the same thing. Yeah. And they just, they just have massive marketing teams that outsource piece to do yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. So some people are, here's, you know what it is. There's. I think there's some sort of a friction or barrier to entry to making that move from regular old podcast to like interactive community event. There's like an extra. Yeah. It's a staffing. It's a, it's a friction of manpower, right? Like I've, I've made that very seamless, right? Like for me, my, my thing is you do this, your team spends three hours a week doing it. I take care of everything else. Okay. So now that that is the game. That is the game. There's a winning game that is being played that you are describing, not just by you. You just mentioned other people who are doing well at those games uh, that you call the relationship flywheel. And it's not a podcast. It involves a podcast, but the core is not a podcast. That's the difference between creating a relationship flywheel. A relationship flywheel needs the sense of, uh, a great and greater sense of unity and, and engagement and interaction. People have to feel like they know each other even more. You're crossing connections. You're doing this. Yeah. You're not just like doing this one linear. Oh, now we all know this person. Yeah. So, so, you know, I think that once we draw this out, you will, your mouth will utter that sentence. Okay. That's what I think. All right. I'm into it, man. I'm super into it. I think this was super helpful for me, man. Like, I think there's 
there's a couple notes that I took here and now having this captured on content, right? And like having this go out on my podcast so people can hit me up and be like, hey, I heard it. Give me some advice, right? Like if I'm just going to say it right now, if you're listening to this podcast right now and something sticks out at you, shoot me an email or hit me up on social and tell me your advice, right? Like I'm putting this out there to, to crowdsource the advice, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And if and if you need help figuring out your your core messaging, hit up Kaleem because he's a man. <laughs> Thank you, I appreciate that. But yeah, yeah. So you know, in, in any case, I think I think that it 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 really. I like that you stamped relationship on it because you you just took the most important word in the dictionary. Yeah. Awesome, dude. Cool, man. Yeah. All right. So then let's end this with my usual rapid fire that I do on podcasts. You good with that? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Go for let's it. Let's go. Bam, 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 bam. All right, bam, Kaleem, bam. What is your favorite restaurant? Where is it? And what do you order? I like Bonchan. And I like Korean fried chicken from Bonchon. Where is that? It's in Alston, uh, Massachusetts. Austin, Massachusetts? Yeah, and close to Boston University and that oh, area. Boston. Alston is a part. Alston. Oh, my God. I feel like, dude, I feel like we're in the movie Road Trip. You know what I'm talking about? No. no. Dude, there's, a, there's an old Tom Green movie where Tom Green's like, there's something like he's supposed to be in Boston and he's like, and he hears Austin. So then he sends his friends on this road trip to Austin to save, <laughs> but it's Austin, Massachusetts. Oh, yeah, Got yeah. it. Watch All right. Me. That's what's up. <laughs> what is something that you were sure about in your twenties that you no longer believe? Or I guess you are, are you 30? I'm 30. I'm 30. I'm almost 31. Yeah. Okay. So what is something that you were sure about in your late teens, early twenties that you no longer believe? Hmm. I was sure that you had to go to college to have a good life. That has been disproven. That has been disproven by myself <laughs> <laughs> and others, many others. Yeah, that would be, that would be probably it because I, I, the narrative was just, just, that was the narrative. Dude, it was like, you don't go to college, you don't finish college, your life's over, you know? Yeah. Totally. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, really dude? That's like how it works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I need all that debt. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. You know, thank you, YouTube. You have disproven that. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> what content are you most into right now? This could be like the book that you're, the concept that you're most obsessing about out of a book or like the podcast that you most listen to or the YouTube channel you're most into or the show on Netflix that you're most like Netflix and chilling over. Right? But like what content are you most like regularly consuming right now? So I, I, I would say that the content that I consume most frequently is, is literally just reading comment sections on LinkedIn and in peak. I want to see what people think, how they think about things. Because I will break the whole damn thing down if I figure out how everyone's thinking about things differently, you know. Yep. So, um, so, peak, so, peak community is one of the places that you're doing a lot of a lot of reading the consumer kind of like reaction. Is there are there people specific on LinkedIn whose comment sections you live in more than others? Yes, I like Marcus Wrench, customer value led growth. He's he's a sustainable growth player, so we're completely aligned. I like. You know, Chris Walker, I, I love Chris Walker, but he's got a bunch of bootlickers in the comments now and it's not fun anymore. Um, <laughs> um, and, and then I would, I would say besides Marcus Wrench, someone that I'm really, really, really into. So I listened to State of the Man, Jen. I, I, I love Chris awesome. Walker. I, yeah. I love Chris Walker. Okay. So I'm, I'm, not, I'm not hating at all. And I, I listened to ABM uh, Conversations podcast with Yagneshwaran. Yag. Okay. Okay. In our community, he just had Seth Godin on sick the other day. So he's an amazing podcast, amazing podcast. Uh, yeah, and I would say I would say those two, Dimension Live and ABM Pod Conversations, are the two podcasts that I'm listening to most. Marcus Wrench on LinkedIn is who I'm following a lot. Yeah, 
and, that, and then peak peak is like my 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 resting place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're gonna give a lot of love to peak here, man. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> what is the either the singular like piece of advice that someone's given you that's really stuck out for you, or like your one go to piece of advice that you find yourself giving people all the time? Mm. Yeah, I would I would just say don't don't let the world don't let the world convince you that you're not where you were meant to be at this top point in time. I like that. Because yeah, you, maybe you're meant for something greater, but always remember that like you're here now, you're meant to be this way now. It's your normal evolution. The world will try to convince you that you're, that you're supposed to be farther ahead than you are right now. What's going, what's wrong, Pablo? You know, and they just don't, they don't, they, they are ignorant. They are ignorant of your life journey. They're ignorant of your growth curve. They're ignorant of how, how you learn things and how you see the world, you know? So always know you are in the right place at the right time now. Brilliant, bro. Brilliant. I love that, man. Before I ask you the last question, Kaleem, somebody that just listened to two episodes of you spitting fire. <laughs> You know what they want to, they want to connect with you, man. Like, right. This is, this is your moment to, to tell our friend who's been hanging out with us, where to, where, where do they connect with you? What's, what's the best place to reach you promote anything that you want to promote. This is your state. Yeah. So look, I'm on LinkedIn constantly. You want to find me? I will be there. If you message me, you know, with, with something totally legitimate, I will always respond. I will always respond. And, and then, you know, in terms of uh promotion, you know, I just want, you know, anyone listening, I want you to qualify yourself right now. Qualify yourself. Are, are you in the top 1% of marketers? Do you see yourself that way? And do you want to get 1% better every single week with a group of peers, like-minded peers who are at the top of their game? Okay, look, not everybody is going to want to put all that time in and that effort, all the engagement, all the collaboration the events, right? So I want you to decide whether that's for you. And if you are a high level marketer who's interested in this, reach out to me and we can talk a little bit more about it. Cool. And this is awkward because this is what my final question is always, but I think, I think we know the answer. It's where do you find community? P-E-A-K. Peak. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've talked about it plenty, man. Yeah. That is, it's a great community, man. Like I, I very, very much endorse it, man. I've gotten a lot. It's, it's like what, like 200 bucks a year. Like I, it's such a, like a no brainer. 10 bucks a month for the base. base yeah. Uh, so it's less, it's like a hundred bucks a year. Yeah, correct. It's like a hundred bucks a year. It's, it's such like a no brainer of, I've got a buddy right now that is, he's the, he's the VP of marketing for this like power company that after the Texas kind of like apocalypse oh, is basically going bankrupt and he doesn't know if he's going to have a, if he's going to have a job tomorrow. And I'm like, bro, join peak. <laughs> like th th there's join so peak. many job yeah. opportunities. There's so many like career advancements, people to connect with generous people. I think it's yes. awesome. Man. Cool, man. Kaleem, I appreciate you doing this, bro. Like I, I, from the moment that I saw you posting in inside of peak, I knew you're a guy that I'm going to build a relationship with just because of the way that you show up as a cheerleader for people. And I think, I think that everybody needs more cheerleaders. There's a single person that couldn't use an extra cheerleader. <laughs> and, yes. and, and the way that you show up there is super, super valuable. But on top of that, you're this super smart, super perceptive, 
deep, deep thinker that I can tell values the things that I value, which is relationships and, and sustainability. So I'm just glad we did this, man. I appreciate you shining your star on my stage, bro. I appreciate you having me, brother. Thank you. Good stuff. The key to building your relationship flywheel will rely in your ability to design and build your own stage where you can have conversations with people, getting to know them, understanding their value, and sharing it to the world. This is the service that I offer, and I offer it to $100 million companies where we're setting record-breaking sales goals with it. If you want to know more about that, go to connectwithpablo.com. If you're just an individual that wants to build it, subscribe to this podcast and subscribe to my email list on my website because coming soon is a community where I'm going to teach this to you personally. Go to connectwithpablo.com.